The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So we'll transition to the short uh, dharmat. So today I'll continue the theme of multifaceted uh, nature of our dharma practice. Um, I uh, read uh, one story yesterday um, from this book, uh, A Monastery Within. And this is the book that I've been reading from. And um, we spoke about how an engineer who um, whose practice kind of ran into a wall. And this wall was... a uh, Kind of uh, how he was practicing with all of this conceptual frameworks that were stuck in his head. And what happened was when um, the abbess uh, um, offered a new instruction, uh, which is a holding the baby in premature maternity uh, um, ward. And through this gentle contact with the baby, something opened up after this transition. And so today, I'll read yet another story in this book. And this story touched yet another dimension of our practice and that probably all of us would have to face at some point of our practice journey. So without spoiling you even further, (laughs) I'm going to read this story for you. This story is called Finding the Right Teacher. Many people arrived at the monastery hoping to be admitted to the monastery monastic order. Some were sent away since what they were searching for was not to be found in the monastery. Once, there was a 30-year-old man who arrived at the monastery feeling exhausted, discouraged, and hopeless. He had decided he was no longer capable living in the worldly life. Perhaps he hoped the monastery would provide him with a path that would bring him freedom. It was the birth of his second child that had pushed the man over the edge. He could no longer manage to live with the frustration and the demands on his time that family life had become. He was also worn down by his older child's constant pushing the limit of acceptable behavior. Just side comment. <laughs> How many of us would relate to that, right? <laughs> when he came to the monastery, he asked that he be put under the care of the abbess or another great teacher who could help him find peace. He felt encouraged when he was told that this could be arranged. However, 
first he would have to prepare himself and prove himself to be worthy by sitting alone in meditation for seven days in a small waiting room next to the main to the main entrance of the monastery. The man cried the first two days. During the third day, he was washed with alternating waves of nausea and fear. The fourth was spent reviewing his life. For the fifth and the sixth days, he seems to be questioned every belief he had. By the seventh day. He was beginning to feel calmer, and certainly more rested than when he had arrived days earlier. At the end of the seventh day, he eagerly waited to be admitted into the monastery and to find out who would be his teacher. When the seventh day was over, the abbess herself came for the man. She congratulated him on completing the solitary retreat. Come," said the abbess, "and I will introduce you to your new teachers." It took a while, but we have found the ideal people who can help you find both your spiritual strength and freedom. The abbess then led the man out to the front gate of the monastery. Waiting for him, there were his wife and the two children. Happily to see them, the man raced out to embrace them. Then the abbess declared, "Your wife and the two children are your ideal ideal teachers." In your case, nowhere else but in your own family will you find the freedom you're looking for. With that, the abbess closed the monastery gate. Hmm. Okay. So, how many of you can relate to this story? And I can certainly relate to the story myself. Having a child who knows just exactly which button to push <laughs> at what time, and I can say for certain that、um, at times he is my best teacher. And practicing with the family is humbling, challenging. And enriching, and I like this、um, specific words that the abbess said,、um, and that is said to the man. That is, and that's where、um, you will find your spiritual strength and the freedom. That's where you can find a strength and a freedom. And so, for myself,、um, I can say for sure, 
and that this years of a practicing with a family child, um, both my son and myself are growing and maturing <laughs> in various ways. And so this story um, pointed out some aspects of the practice that all of us may have to consider at some point. A prominent aspect that I like to share, um, um, you know, maybe based on my own interpretation uh, of this story, there may be many different interpretations of uh, the story, but this is just one aspect of it, uh, which is that the Dharma practice is not to escape from the challenges that we face. But rather, we're cultivating skillful ways to meet our challenges. And so this uh, 30-year-old man went to the monastery had this sense of trying to escape out of the challenges that he was facing. And so somehow staying in the monastery would be the solution for him. And so the overwhelming demands from the family um, kind of overpowered um, his uh, capacity. And yet, uh, this is seven-day solitary retreat. Maybe in some ways, um, opened up a little bit uh, something inside of him. Maybe you know this is a my own interpretation. <laughs> Maybe he had a little sense that um, that the uh, solution is not found out there, but rather it's a something within. And the abbess certainly recognized this for him. And the practice has to unfold for this particular man, unfold in his family life. But of course, you know, you can say this is a story. The uh, abbess's instruction seems to, um, uh, abbess's instruction uh, and the seven day solitary retreat seems to somehow did a little magic here. <laughs> but it is a story. It is a tale uh, in real life. Um, there may be many, many ways that um, can support us to skillfully navigate uh, meeting with the challenging situations in life. And for each of us, uh, we may over time find ways to engage, meet uh, with uh, the difficulties and challenges. And what I want to offer a few words and just some pointers of you know, how we might meet uh, with the challenges. Just like uh, this uh, person who went uh, to uh, the monastery to look for a teacher. And sometimes when we uh, are overwhelmed by our own challenges, uh, finding a teacher, finding uh, trustworthy friends um, or a therapist, to talk about the challenges can be helpful. 
and that can offer a certain kind of a resource for us. And uh, other times, uh, maybe we know something for ourselves. Um, how not to be caught um, by the overwhelm. And for myself, um, staying close to mindfulness of the body practice has been game-changing in so many ways in meeting all kinds of challenges. By staying with um, the felt sense in the body, it allowed me to see through um, many kind of mentally constructed um, stories. And surprisingly, many of these stories can both feel like enormous challenges that we can't get through. But when we're really staying with the body, we began to see that these are mental constructs that are not so solid. And there may be other ways um, that we can meet with the challenges. Um, For example, turning to something that might provide a resource that supports us like a loving-kindness practice, compassion practice. Or maybe we uh, do simple things that may be supportive and helpful, like going uh, to explore nature, uh, becoming more physically engaged in certain activities, like gardening or um, going out for a run or cook a meal for the family. I'm naming this um, because there are many, many skillful means that may be possible, available in different situations and at different times. And the art of the practice is to learn what might be suitable for our own situation. And so curiosity, patience, openness, and courage to kind of explore um, different aspects can go a long way. And no matter what practices we choose to do. And so I think that may be enough uh, to be said for today. Um, Maybe one last point I wanted to say is also that it's helpful to recognize what might not be supportive uh, in situations, in challenging situations, like a resorting to unwholesome uh, indulgence might not be helpful. A kind of binge-watching news may not be very helpful. Or resorting to various toxic kind of addictions may not be helpful. And these are the things that over time will begin to be able to discern. And so my invitation today uh, is to invite us to include the challenges in our lives. Include practicing with the challenges. When we are able to do this for ourselves, this will be beneficial both for ourselves and for all beings all around. And so may this practice uh, with challenges be a beneficial resource 
for all beings everywhere. Thank you, everyone, for your attention. And I'll see you tomorrow.